Give this a couple of moments, let this thing kick in. Um, I noticed that when we started uh, on the first couple of Facebook Lives that the first couple seconds or minutes or so get cut off. So we can kill a bit of time. Hey guys, if you're watching this, go ahead and like, share, and comment. I have Levi Torres, the owner of High Five Plumbing, uh, here on live with us. We're going to kick this off in about 30 seconds or so, uh, maybe about a minute. Uh, just get a couple more people on here if possible. Um, if anything, if you just show some love and um, share, like, and comment uh, throughout this Facebook Live. Uh, we might have some technical difficulties. If so, if you guys can give us a heads up and let us know. Um, hopefully everything is going smooth. I'm going to go ahead and double check this on my phone and see how it's going. a couple moments, let this thing kick in. Um, pretty smooth so far, we'll see. At least, at least the sound quality is better uh, than what we had. All right. All right, here we go. Ready? I'm ready. All right, cool. On three. <laughs> All right. Ira Coleman here, the founder of Fluent Hustle. We are a community that believes in empowering, promoting, and inspiring entrepreneurs through the stories of other entrepreneurs like I have here with Levi Torres. He is the owner, CEO, the creator of High Five Plumbing. Let's get a high five on that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've been waiting all week just to do that on this show, man. Um, so I'm very honored to have you on our show. Um, you and I met about a week and a half or so ago, and I've heard nothing but great things about who you are and what you're about throughout the community. Um, and you know, you and I were able to connect and just kind of, you know, just just shoot the shit for a little bit, and then uh, get you scheduled on a show. And it turned on very quickly. So I really appreciate you taking the time to be here. I know you're very insightful on your business and your history and what you have going on. Um, so. High Five Plumbing is a family-owned Denver plumbing company. Uh, they are a local family-owned plumbing company that offers comprehensive plumbing, sewer, drain services throughout the Denver metro area here in Colorado. I'm actually showing my Colorado Love shirt right now. Um, and you know, your business really started off um, based on honesty and integrity and, and wanting to make a change in the plumbing industry. But you're a man that grew up with a wrench in your hand. Uh, I believe that you know your father had a plumbing business and your other family members had uh, other type of contracting service type of businesses as well. And that's why I really wanted to get a chance to understand is like who you are, what you're about, and, and how did that wrench in your hand just really allow you to change and disrupt this market moving forward. Um, what you see, you know, is, you know, I know I'm putting a lot out there, but what you see is, is training coming ahead. And something I really want to also mention is, you know, how is the trade industry looked at today and how are you looking to try and change that stigma coming ahead? Um, there's an article that uh, I, uh, I read earlier before I came in uh, that my friend Bridget had posted, uh, which I you know, brought to your attention. We're going to kind of talk about that uh, a, a little bit. But let's, let's talk about your upbringing, who you are and what you're about and let the audience get a chance to see, um, you know, who, who's Levi? Yeah, so, um, so, you know, I grew up in a small town. Um, you know, with my dad who owned a plumbing company, um, me and all my brothers worked for him. We're all master plumbers. Um, I have four other brothers and they're all master plumbers. Um, you know, we grew up in a small town and what I learned from my dad was when you when you grow up in a small town you have to have great customer service. Right. Because when you when you have a when you have a limited supply of customers, you have to keep them happy and you have to make sure that they continue to use you. So when we started High Five Plumbing, we kinda took those same beliefs, those same morals and brought them into our company. Uh, to make sure to sit, keep our customers, keep our customer service. Um, but you know, growing up in the industry was great. You know, um, I knew that I was going to have a background plan no matter what. Mm -hmm. um, when I was in high school, I was a plumber. Um, when I got out of high school, I went to college for a semester, realized it wasn't for me, and I was able to go right into plumbing and already be licensed, already making a very good career for myself right out of high school. Right, right, right. 
Uh, you, you bring out customer service right out the gates and growing up in a smaller town and knowing that, you know, doing one bad, making one bad decision towards the customer can definitely, you know, disrupt um, and ruin your reputation throughout the community, right? Um, what, what did your father instill in you early on about having integrity and being honest and just making right decisions, you know, with not only just a customer, but, you know, perhaps now your employees, but just an everyday person to left to right of you? Well, you know, uh, growing up with my dad, he always told us that, you know, if you, if you treat people fairly, they're going to do the same to you. Same, same, same process, you know, what is the golden rule? Treat people the way you want them to be treated. Right, right. You know, and so it's the same thing with our business. You know, we go to people's houses and we, we take respect that it's, this is their home. And they invited us to their home uh, to try to help them in a time of need. And so we go out there with utmost respect for every single one of our customers. We respect their property. We respect their decisions. Uh, and we really do what is ultimately best for the customer, what's going to make their situation the best for them at that time. Right, right. So, uh, you know, growing up <clears throat> with, with that mindset and, and, and persevering, pushing through, and then going on to college, like, why did you bother going to college to begin with? Well, you know, gr growing up in the plumbing industry, you know, it's really not a real glamorous profession. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's something that, you know, it, it, most people who are in the trades are there because of somebody in the family or they, they had somebody who kind of pushed in that direction. And so, you know, my dad always pushed me in that direction to make sure that I knew plumbing, that I knew it. He never forced me to become a plumber. Mm -hmm. You know, he told me if I wanted to go to college, uh, choose my career, but he wanted me to have plumbing. Right. And so I was a, a residential licensed plumber but when I got out of high school. And so when I went to college, like I said, it really, I saw how much I was spending to be at college and how much I could have made as a licensed plumber, and it made my decision very easy to just go ahead and jump on board with plumbing and make a career out of it. What about college did, did, like, did you not like that really just made you think differently, saying, you know, if college isn't for me, this path isn't going to take me where I'm going to be fulfilled and, and want to move forward. Uh, was there any particular situation that occurred? Well, you know, um, one thing I could say about, you know, my experience in college was very short, it was only a semester, um, but I just truly don't believe that college is for everybody. It's not, yeah. You know, and so I, I was a good student in high school, I had good grades, I always, uh, I kept my grades up, I was always one of the higher grades in the class, but when I got to college, and, and it's time for you to start to make the decision on what you're going to do for a living, mm -hmm. It, it, it changes a little bit, you know, and so at the in high school, I looked at plumbing as, oh, I don't want to be a plumber, I don't want to do what my dad did. Right. But then once I got out into, uh, I want to say adulthood, really is what it was, I got out, started to realize, man, that I could really make a really successful career if I just put my mind and heart towards plumbing. Um, and so I made that decision there, and I haven't turned back from there. So my friend Bridget Mall, hello Bridget, hopefully you get a chance to watch this or, or come back and watch later on, but she posted this article uh, on Facebook today, and it was perfect timing. This had to be maybe 10, 10, 10 or 10.30 or so, um, and it's by NPR. And they say, high-paying trade jobs, sorry, high-paying trade jobs sit empty while high school grads line up for for, uh, for the university. Um, and it kind of goes on to talking about that some $30 million, or so, <laughs> I can't even speak right now today, geez. Uh, some 30 million jobs in the United States that pay an average of $55,000 per year don't require a bachelor degree. And plumbing um, and the trades industry are many of these jobs that they're speaking about that don't require a bachelor degree overall. Um, and one of the rising alarms that they mention also is that while the shortage of workers is pushing wages higher in the skilled trades, 
the financial return from a bachelor degree is softening. The cost of actually going to school is also you know increasing and cannot be paid back. And the average debt into which it, pl uh, it plunges students into continues to drive up higher and higher. So, have there been any particular situations uh, throughout your career, uh, you know, being in this industry, that you're starting to recognize that? Individuals are leaving school, they're walking away, they've actually got a bachelor's degree, now they're going back into trade school to say, hey, you know what, I want to change my future ahead of me. Yeah, um, so, you know, one of the first employees we ever hired here at High Five Plumbing um, actually was in college and he had his accounting degree, um, he had he'd gone to school for four and a half years to get everything he needed, yeah. and he couldn't find a job. Um, and so he was actually in the trades program at Red Rocks at the time, and that's how he found and, us. And this is Red Rocks Community College? Yes. All right. We'll yeah, be talking so. about Red Rocks Community College a little bit further in, throughout this show because I know uh, before we, uh, we, we got you scheduled, we had a great conversation about that. And so, uh, you know, he was in the program. He came to work for us, and talking to him, you know, he, he went to college because that's what was recommended. Yeah. And so he found something in college that he thought he would be good at, that he could do. Um, and then once he graduated and realized that there wasn't really a lot of opportunity, he then saw trades. He saw trades as an ability, as something to help him advance. You can always advance in the trades. That's yeah. what's huge. Is there's there's endless limit. There's no roof. You can keep going. Um, and so he saw that and he jumped on board right away. A couple of years out of college and realized he couldn't find a job and he jumped on board with the trades. So what was your journey before you decided to open up the business? I mean, you, you know, you, you graduate college, I'm, I'm sorry, you, you go to college for a semester, you already had your license, uh, you jumped right into work. Uh, what was that, that, that journey and that gap before yeah. you decided to open up High Fly Plumbing? So, you know, I went back to, after I uh, left uh, college, I went back to my hometown and worked for my dad who owned the plumbing company. Um, you know, he, he ran a plumbing company, we were able to work for him. Uh, what my dad also did though is he taught me the, the technical end of plumbing, but he also taught me the, the business end of it. Um, you know, so as I was growing and learning plumbing, I was also learning how he would bid jobs, mm. how he would treat customers, yeah. how he would uh, deal with um, you know customers on the phone, how he would communicate. And so I really tried to soak up as much of that as I could from my dad while I was there. And then uh, when I when I turned 26 years old, I decided to move up to Denver. A couple years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I, tried to, I decided to do something a little different. I moved up here to Denver. Um, and I worked for a company up here in Denver for you know about a, a, a little under two years. Okay. And um, I realized very quickly that I wanted to to be the person who was making the difference. I didn't want to be I wanted to go out and, and do something that I could I could bring people on and train them and make them better. Uh, so we started High Five Plumbing. Me and my wife sat down one day. Uh, I had a conversation with my dad about, you know, if if, if I felt I was ready to start a plumbing company, and uh, we made the decision to start High Five, and it's it's been going a good since then. Another High Five for that one, man. So how'd you come up with the name High Five Plumbing? It's funny. That's it's very similar to that. So you know, when you're sitting down thinking about names, you're always trying to think of something that's going to catch people's names. Yeah. And, and my wife sat down and she said she thought of a name. I don't even remember name which name it was. She thought of a name and I said, oh, that's a good name. And I went High Five. And then we were like, hmm. <laughs> high five plumbing, and, and, it, and it stuck, and it, we got our slogan with every call ends with a high five, and uh, it, it really has done well for us. So I noticed you have a book uh, on your shelf over here. Uh, it says High Five, um, and is it by Sheldon Bo Bolin? Uh, Sheldon Bowles and Ken Blatchard. Uh, what is that book about? It's uh, it's a management. It's it's about working together. Mm -hmm. um, it, you know, the one thing with high fives is. High fives are associated with good times and bad. Yeah. You know, you're, you know, we're very, I'm a very sports oriented person. So, you know, in, in sports, high fives, you do something bad, you do something wrong, you still get a high five. Right. It's an encouragement high five. And so that book talks a lot about how to work together and how a high five can be given 
whether somebody made a mistake or not. It's, right. still, it's still a way to work together with everybody. Everybody can use a high five. So when, when you and your wife started this business, um, it was just you two. Do you have any employees out the gates or were you doing all the work? Yeah, so it was just me. Uh, the first uh, eight eight months of the business was just me in a truck. Okay. Um, you know, it was just me out 12, 14-hour days doing whatever I could mm -hmm. um, because at that point it's now a necessity it's not a job because I need to do this to provide for my family yes um, so about eight months into it I was able to get to a point where I was able to start bringing on people to start to help me um, and uh, that's when we started to grow um, we started to bring on and I hired two people just shortly after one year wow that's uh that, that, that's a pretty quick turnaround yeah. so I mean like any your whole goal wasn't just to have a one-man shop, your goal at the beginning was to create a, a a company, a brand, and a culture exactly. overall, right? Yeah, you know, with High Five Plumbing, I I want to be the best plumbing company. Now, everybody has different definitions for what the best is. Sure. My theory of the best is I want when a customer to call us, they're going to have the best experience for their situation. Right. And, and when, when we leave out of there, they're going to be happy that they called High Five Plumbing. They're going to be happy that they got a high five at the end of that job. And and that's really what we're trying to do. Is that a branding you guys do, physically give high fives it, to your customers? It is. We offer every customer <laughs> a high five. <laughs> I love that. That is awesome. That is awesome. So so not only do you have your customers externally, you also have customers internally, yep. right? And these customers are your employees. You know, These are your team members. These are your contractors that are working with you. Um, you know, tradesmen are working with you to get out there and, and, and do the job right the first time. Yeah. Um, what's your philosophy internally to, you know, be awesome, um, you know, not only for yourself, but the people around you? And what are you looking to cultivate? And something that really resonates with me is the small things you're doing. I want you to share rather than me, the small things you're doing uh, for, for the employees and the families overall. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, we, with, 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 uh, with our employees, you know, with the trades industry, it's kind of tough. Because some days you'll have to be out working late, and, and some days you may get home a little earlier. Right. Um, but one thing we're very big on is our, our technicians' family time. Um, you know, we want them to still have a family relationship. We want them to spend time with their kids. Uh, you know, so that's why we've adjusted a lot of our scheduling and stuff to where, uh, you know, they're not going out all hours of the night. You know, we only tr um, we only go out after normal business hours for our, our, our VIP club members. Um, so, you know, our guys aren't out working until midnight every night. Um, and they get every Sunday off. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I truly believe that you got to spend time with your family. Um, and, and we do a lot of things around here. You know, uh, we actually have a, a company barbecue coming up on the 12th of May where all families are invited. They can bring their kids. They can bring their families. We're going to have a bounce house. It's going to be a good nice. time. Yeah. So, you know, we really do try to keep that family feel in this company. Good, um, good. You know, we've designed our whole warehouse and our whole shop. And I hope you saw that what we've tried to accomplish is we want to make it feel like a home. Yeah. You know, when people come to work here, we don't want them to feel like they're coming to a warehouse and it's going to be a long, you know, long, uh, strenuous day. We want them to feel like they're coming to a house where they can feel comfortable. You're, you're comfortable with the people you're working with, and mm -hmm. that's really the culture we're trying to create. Good, good. And if it is going to be a long, strenuous day, at least you're doing with the people you like, you're comfortable with, and that you can say, hey, you know what, let's go to the back, let's shoot some hoops, just have some, you know, a quick game of bags. Um, and I'm also noticing that when you gave me the tour is that you have back-end support to ensure that, your 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 employees overall, like from 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 the office, from the marketing to um, you know, getting the supplies ready to go in the warehouse, you know, having the trucks ready to go. It's like you're trying to alleviate as much as possible uh, for your staff in every direction. Exactly. Well, and a, a, a lot of the reason why we set up stuff the way we do is we want to make it convenient for our customers too. You know, so um, when we go to a customer's house, and if if they happen to have a problem where we don't have that part on our truck. 
we don't want to inconvenience them by us having to leave and go take an extra hour of their time. So we have people in place to deliver the parts. Mm -hmm. You know, that way we don't have to leave the customer's house. We can wow. continue to work. Yeah. We can, we can, you know, we can maximize their time because ultimately everybody's time is worth something. Right. And so with a customer, we know that we're there and we have to get that job done as efficiently as possible. And so we definitely try to make it as good for the customer as possible. I love that. That's awesome. Let's go back to you real quick. Like, what what's your driving force to to, to have an upper echelon of expectations? Um, you know, where did that come from? You know, obviously with your father, uh, you know, having that business, you grew up in, in recognizing that. Um, and then you having the opportunity to go back and work for him again, um, you know, after college. What where, where are you at today? And what's really pushing you to continue to have this you know, high level of expectations, not only for yourself, but for your staff, but then also what the audience and the consumers are expecting. Yeah. So, you know, um, I'm huge on personal development. Mm -hmm. um, I've, I've always, uh, you know, over the last seven, eight years of my life, I, I got introduced by, uh, to uh, personal development. And I really think that that's what it comes down to. You know, if you make yourself a better person, you're going to be able to help other people get better. Yeah. And so with this company, you know, what I want to do is I want to be able to train people in the trades. Yeah. You know, we've, we just started an apprenticeship program where we're bringing people, uh, uh, people on to learn the trades to help them get out in the field, help them create a career. Um, but we really, you know, what, what pushes me every day I come to work, you know, one of my biggest accomplishments is to see the families that are supported through High Five Plumbing. Right. Um, you know, that's one of the things that I love. I love to know that... that my phone's going off. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love to know that there's people that are here and, and, and we're helping them support their family and we're helping them make their lives better is our goal. Um, you know, so between that and then giving back to the community, um, you know, this community has given a lot to us. Mm -hmm. You know, it's allowed us to build what we have with High Five Plumbing. Right. And so now we've started with the High Five Cares to try to, you know, give back to the community. And I want to talk about that as the High Five Cares program and what you're doing for the community. Um, like, how, how long did, did you did you bring this program on? So um, this became a thought process the end of last year. Okay. Um, and we were just really trying to decide on how to how to how we can really help the community as best we could. Um, and so we sat down, kind of brainstorming me and my wife, and uh, and High Five Cares is what we decided to come up with. Um, last month, which was April, was our first month. Okay. Um, no, last month, which was March, was our first month. Um, and so that was our first month we rolled out the program. Um, and we had great success, great feedback. Um, you know, we, we really truly feel like it's a good program to where we could help with some local charities, some local nonprofits, um, and help us get into the community and give yeah. back to what's given to us. And what are you doing to, I mean, you're obviously bringing awareness for the, for the partners, the, the organizations that you work with, charity organizations you're working with. But what's your overall intent in terms of, you know, showing that care and giving back, you know, to them and that community? Uh, what kind of programs are you guys looking to develop under this uh, High Five Cares program? So what we do is, um, you know, for, for every uh, club membership we sell, we offer a, a club membership to all of our uh, customers where they get discounted rates to us, they get priority service, but we also donate $10 for every club membership we sell. Okay. Uh, we also, uh, also dedicate an additional fee on top of the club memberships we sell to make sure we can give back as much as we can. Um, but b besides that, we also... Um, do try to do we try to set up our charities that have events that month mm. um, because we really try to get our, our employees involved in volunteering as well Good. so whenever we go to these charities we always ask them like what is the, what is it that you need right now do you right. need volunteers donations what is it that really is going to help you guys continue to help the community what can we do to help you do that um, so a lot of the things we're trying to come up with is we really just want to help local charities local nonprofits 
and find out what they would need from us. Right. Um, you know, not just giving money, not just giving time, but really finding out what's going to help make them a better organization, organization and, for the and, community. And, and obviously trying to, you know, empower them, empower them to get more done exactly. um, at where their goals are going to be. So, so going back to this article, um, you know, something that also stuck out to me is that parents want success for their kids, right? Of course. And like you said, you know, you want to be the best plumber. Uh, that's all relative on, you know, what you have going on in your mind and what you're looking at doing, what the industry is going to control with that. But then, you know, from a parent's perspective is, you know, parents want success for their kids and what they're looking to do, and they get stuck um, and, you know, this, this stigma about they have to go to college. They have to be able to, you know, do what they're doing because society says that they have to get a degree, right? Um, but then <laughs> what really stuck out to me is, like, but uh, they're not seeing a shortage that, that's happening in the tradespeople in the industry until they hire a plumber and they have to cut that check. Yep. And you and I spoke about that um, when, you know, that the, the the price per plumber moving forward is increasing because yeah. because the demand is increasing and the talent isn't there, yep. right? So, like, what what's your perspective on you know going back to the apprenticeship program you're speaking with? Is that through Red Rocks Community College as well? Or yes. okay, so so you're, you're trying to create a feeder program, um, but like, how do you speak to a parent? How do you speak to the audience of these individuals that might be in college? Uh, they've already gone through college. They might be through a career change, and they're kind of on the fence about like, you know, do I want to get into trades? And you know, that pers you know that that perspective that they might be ashamed to just even consider that. Yeah, you know, my dad always taught me was if, as long as you know how to use your hands, you'll always be able to su support your family. Yeah, you know, that was one thing he he taught us, and so you know, we we. I took the time to learn how to do construction, how to do repairs, how to do things like that when I had the chance. Mm -hmm. And so one thing I would tell parents and, and people who, who are, even kids who are, are kind of on the fence on what they really want to do, because I think back to me when I was in high school, I really didn't have a, an idea of what I wanted to do. I yeah. was kind of just throwing ideas at things and hoping that they stuck something that I would like. Yeah. And so you know, I would tell people, you know, if, if, if you are kind of on the fence like that, Take a look. Take a serious look at the trades because within two years of on the field, in the field training, you can easily be making eighty to one hundred thousand dollars a year in two years. Wow! Um, it just really depends on hey, if you assert yourself and put the time in. Right. But you know, in, in eight years, you can become a master plumber, and now you can start a business. You know, because you have your master's license. Right. You now are able to do plumbing in any building anywhere right. because of that master's license in eight years. You know, and so. I would tell people to put the, put the time and the effort into really digging into what it can provide for you as a career. Because as I said earlier, there's no ceiling. Mm -hmm. You know, you can start at the very bottom and you nobody's going to stop you from working your way all the way up to owning a business. And how long does it take typically to go through a, um, a plumbing program in particular? Um, so it really is, a, it's all based off of uh, time, mm -hmm. time spent on the job. But if you were to break it down just for discussion, Two years, you can become a residential licensed plumber, which means you can work in residential houses. Um, you know, in, in roughly four to five years, you can become a journeyman plumber, which gives you the ability to now work in commercial facilities and little bigger projects. And then in eight to ten years, you can get your master's license, which now you can pull permits through the city. You can now open a, a business and, and get your licensing and everything to do that. So if, if, if I'm a young a young guy and you know I'm. I'm couple months away from graduating. Actually, it makes sense, perfect timing, right? We're in the April. Yeah. Graduation is going to happen at the, end of, at the end of May, going into June. And I'm sitting here with the dilemma of saying, you know what, do I want to rack up debt and go to a four-year college, or maybe we're going to community college for two years and still not have a direction? 
you know, how soon can I start getting paid? How soon can I, you know, get into this program and and, and turn around and say, you know, what, I'm, I'm gonna start earning some some, some decent serious money yeah. coming ahead. What what does that window look like? Well, you know, right now, um, in a lot of areas, you can come right out of high school and make anywhere from thirty to forty thousand dollars a year. Wow! Right out of high school, if you just become a plumbing apprentice. Yeah. Um, the the one thing that you you have to realize with the trades is the thing that people a lot of people see is they see that oh it's going to take me eight years to get my license or it's going to take me four years to get my license and that I don't know if that's a mental block or whatnot but really when you think about it the time to do that compared to the time to get a degree is is the same time sure um, it's just a different form of learning you know you're in the field you're using your hands you're getting paid to get your license you're getting you're pretty much get they're paying you to train yourself to get a raise right is what it comes down yeah. to so that's why apprenticeship programs are great because you're getting paid to get better good I love it I love it so what's been the biggest challenge for you? Um, how many years have you been in business now? Six. We're actually six year anniversary, May sixth. All right. So coming up next uh, next Sunday, I believe, right? So 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 next Sunday of anniversary day. High five to that too. Yeah. <laughs> high five throughout this uh, this show. Um, so six years in business. Let's go through that journey again. You know, the first year it's you working, you know, making it happen. Twelve to fourteen hours. You know, just after the year, you start to bring on some team members. Um, you know, and you continue to to, to grow steadily, and, and I like that. Um, what challenges did you face that you weren't expecting? You know, in, in the first year or two, um, and what challenges are you facing right now going into your sixth year? You know, when I first started the business, you know, my one of my biggest challenges was. I expected it to be easy, mm -hmm. and 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 it was because I knew plumbing, um, I, and I knew how to do plumbing, and it wasn't a plumbing problem I couldn't fix. But what I had to learn was, you have to you have to be organized. You have to have a lot of things in order to to run a successful business. And so you know, in the beginning, that was my biggest challenge was getting all my ducks in a row, yeah. essentially to make sure that I was running the business the way it should be and giving my customers what they deserved. Um, so that was my biggest challenge in the beginning. Uh, luckily, I was able to bring um, one of my first employees was actually my oldest brother who was a master plumber for um, same vision, everything as you. It makes it easy to, to grow because right. now I have somebody who I can toss ideas off of. I can put some responsibility on. So I was very lucky to be able to hire somebody who was, was very committed in the very beginning. Great for you. Um, but, you know, as soon as he came on board, um, it then allowed me to start to change my focus. Yeah. You know, he started to handle a lot of the in-the-field stuff, and it allowed me to start to grow. And strategize. And strategize. Yeah. And, and, and the vision. Create mm -hmm. a vision. Right. Because that's what you need. You need a vision in any business. Right. You need to have a direction where you're wanting to go. Um, and, and that was our challenge in the beginning um, now our biggest challenge is lack of lack of people you know we've been talking about how not a lot of people are in it um, very rarely do I meet technicians who are younger than me I'm mm -hmm. 33 years old and there's really not a lot of people in the industry much younger than me mm -hmm. there's a handful yeah um, but there's really not a lot so that right now that's our one of our biggest challenges is, is just trying to find quality people who can do quality work that have great integrity and, and want to come and use their hands and, and work that's great. So, so let me get this fired back up again. I uh, my, my computer fell asleep. Um, so, you know, the, like you said, you know, one of the challenges you're dealing with is, is finding quality people. Um, what are you doing to answer that challenge? And I know that you've had some communications with, um, you know, Red Rocks Community College. You know, putting together an apprenticeship program. What does that look like? And what can you do as a leader in this industry, as a business owner, as someone that has a passion for the tradesmanship, uh, specifically in plumbing? Um, you know, how's the next year, year or two look down the road? That way, you know, you can keep yourself in business because, you know, as the talent shrinks up, it gets harder and harder to keep the quality yep. as great as it needs to be based on your expectations. Exactly. So, you know, we 
with your apprenticeship program we're starting, uh, really what it is is we've brought in a, uh, a person in to train our guys. Um, they're going to ride in a truck with a master plumber for a year. Wow. Uh, they're going to get in there. They're going to learn everything they can from that plumber. Um, essentially, if there's not a lot of people out there, we have to create them. Yeah. You know, so um, the, a lot of apprenticeship programs, they'll, they'll bring an apprentice in and they'll have him do a certain task for a certain amount of time. Mm -hmm. um, and apprenticeship programs with some of the bigger companies tends, tend to take a little longer. Sure. With our company, we're going to bring people in and we're going to train them in all areas of plumbing. Um, he's going to be riding with a technician to every job he goes to. Um, so he'll be able to really train with on-the-job experience, which is what you need. Um, but also with the High Five Cares, we want to bring awareness to the trades. Yeah. Um, you know, we want to do a lot of job fairs, career fairs over the next year. We want to make sure to, to, to like I said, get the, get the word out that the trades are a very good career. Right. Um, as long as you are willing to put a little bit of time in and, and, and make yourself better, then you could have a great career. That's awesome. Well, I'm, I'm definitely glad to hear that you're, you're, you're taking some initiative on that and you're recognizing that, right? And you're not just waiting for someone else to, to get out there and do it. So, um, is, is the industry kind of um, handcuffed that they have to go to um, a community college to, to go through the program? Or can someone jump in and say, hey, you know what? I, I don't have the experience. You know, I'm, I'm trying to study as much as I can. Um, you know, is the industry built to bring people in and give them hands-on experience out the gates if it's the right personality, if it's the right integrity, if it's the right situation, and then they still can go take a test without having to go through the community college yes. program? Yeah, so I actually, um, I didn't go through any trades. Uh, all of my experience was done on the job, in the field. Um, I didn't really um, ever take any classes, mm -hmm. um, which is fine. Mm -hmm. They don't require it. Okay, it's not good. a requirement in the yeah. trades. So you still don't, I, I actually uh, occurred zero debt. In, in getting my licenses because it was all on the job in the field training. Yeah. So the only debt that I really had to get my license was paying to go take the license. Yeah. And so really you don't have to do, you don't even have to go to a trade school. They allow you to just do in the field and learn through experience. The trade school though counts as additional hours. Sure. So you know instead of having to get ten thousand hours to get your masters, you only have to get eight now. Okay. Because the trade school kind of deducts some of the hours. Yeah, of course. Well, it, it, it speeds it up. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the reason I asked that question is because you and I had uh, you know a, a pretty candid conversation about you know the, the trace programs that tennis is dwindling. Um, you know, it might be on the horizon that they end up cutting the programs off completely, right? Mm -hmm. So if that starts to happen, now we got a bigger issue going on in terms of finding the proper, you know, um, you know, people to, to to train and get them to you know the positions coming ahead, right? Yeah. So you know, you know, back when I was in high school, and I'm sure yours, there were shop classes. Mm -hmm. You know, welding, mechanics, wood shop. You know, you learned those things, and and that was because, I, like I said, I truly don't think college is for everyone. Um, but if that trade program starts to go away, now there's very little people even pushing it to call it to, right. to high schoolers. You know, with the trade schools and, and these programs, at least you have a little bit of exposure and a little bit of people trying to push to the trades. But if those programs go out. You know, the last time I had talked to them, there was only, I want to say, four people enrolled in the plumbing program uh, the last time I spoke with, wow. with, with, that, uh, with that trades program, and they can't continue to do that. Um, you know, so if we don't start to get that attendance up and those programs go away, now the visibility for the trades is even going to be less mm -hmm. because we're not going to have any trade schools pushing those. Well, let's continue to make sure that, you know, we overall as you know business leaders and you being an industry leader that we continue to to, to find the emphasis and create the emphasis and the importance of making sure that we can keep these programs alive so that way we can give these opportunities to our future right, right. Um, you know here in Denver it's a booming 
um, economy. You know, there's, there's, there's a lot of homes that are going up. There's a lot of, you know, construction that's happening, um, you know, as it trades. Um, you know, demand increases and the supply isn't there of, of, of the talent to be able to make it happen. That's what's going to drive up the, you know, the, the, the cost of just putting a home in, putting up a, a, a plumbing system in overall, right? Then obviously on top of that is to try and, main, you know, maintaining that, you know, in the years, you know, coming down the road. But we also just want to make sure that, you know, I personally believe that we want to give every, you know, individual in the future, uh, whether they're, they're old or young, that they have the best opportunity to find their success yeah. in whatever they're doing. So if that's in business, um, if that's, you know, being a student in the game, if that's someone that's simply going to say, hey, you know what, I want to get into plumbing or any other type of, you know, trademanship, you know, we want to make sure that they find that path where they can feel most comfortable uh, overall. So, um, <clears throat> so right now, where are you at in the future, um, you know, of your business? You know, you're six years in. Where do you see yourself two or three years down the road from sitting in the position you are in your vision coming ahead and, and, and disclose as much of those you want to yeah. without the competition uh, trying to find out you're going <laughs> right? to take it up? <laughs> you know, um, like I said, in, in my mind, I see us as the best plumbing company in the Denver Metro. As you should. And so every day I come into work, one of my goals, one of my things I write down on my to-do list is what can I do to make this a better company to work for and what can I do th to make this a better company to hire? Yes. Um, every day I try to move the ball, move the ball in the right direction for the company. Um, so in the next, you know, five to seven years, I see us being the biggest plumbing company in Denver. Wow. Um, that's my goal. Yeah. Um, you know, is, is it obtainable? Yes, if we work hard and we continue to push like we are. Um, but ultimately, I, like I said, we want our customers to be satisfied. Um, you know, we want people to know when they call High Five Plumbing that they're going to get treated right mm -hmm. and that it's going to get done right. Um, you know, so so ultimately, that's what we really want to do. We want to uh, make everybody aware of what we're trying to do. Um, you know, we really are trying to make the community better. We're trying to make the trades a better overall for everybody. Um, you know, we know that some people are going to come to work for us, and they, it may not be their last place they work. Yeah. But if we know that if we can come here and make them a better plumber, then all they're going to do is make the trades better. You know, whether they go work for another company, they start their own business, as long as they have the correct knowledge to make sure that they build the trades the right way, right. then we can continue to succeed everybody as, as, as in the trades altogether. Well, that's a great mindset, right, you know, to have over. So, uh, where do you thrive the most? You know, if, if you look at you know, the overall company perspective, I love asking this question um, because I, I feel like there, there's there's business owners that get pulled in directions where you know, within business, there's a lot of things you don't like doing, yeah. right? There's always a lot of things you don't like doing. There's a lot of things you love to do the most, right? What is it that you love to do the most when it comes within your business? And you know, you obviously taking the. Uh, the reins on, on, on pulling this company ahead. Yeah, you know, so uh, one of my mentors always talks about unique ability and how, you know, you've got to put people in the right seats on the bus right. to make the business keep traveling. Right. And so, you know, we, we definitely try to put the right people in the right seats. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, the biggest thing I love about it is I love telling people about High Five because I truly believe that if everybody knows about High Five and everybody sees what we do as a company, right. then there's no reason everybody wouldn't want us to do their plumbing. Right. Um, so that's my, my one of my biggest things is I, I love going out and trying to make the community better. I love be going out and talking and I love making relationships with people. That's one of the things that I enjoy a lot. Um, like I had told you, I truly believe that you get so much more experience talking to people. You know, going and creating relationships with people because you get to hear their experiences. Yes. And, and whether I'm talking to you, who has a completely different background than me, I will still get information from you that I can use. Right. And the more people, the more relationships you create, the more knowledge you're going to get. And, and, and so that's one of my biggest things is just continue to gain knowledge. Well, we love that, right? So, uh, you know, we want to give knowledge. You know, Full House was about, 
you know, how do we give more knowledge to our audience? And majority of our audience are going to be entrepreneurs. These are going to be individuals that are, you know, um, in business for themselves. They're looking to get into business. Uh, they might be working at a corporation right now, um, and they're sitting behind a desk. And, you know, they might be an, an entrepreneur. So they're working within the business, but they have the, you know, the entrepreneurial, uh, you know, confidence and abilities to to, to make a difference overall. Um, you know, I want to speak specifically about an entrepreneur looking to become a contractor, looking to get into plumbing. They might say, hey, you know what, Levi, I want to be your direct competitor five years down the road, yeah. right? And you probably want the best out of them yeah. because that challenge is going to make you better at the end of the day. And I think that you're an individual that's going to accept that. Um, what advice can you give to the entrepreneurship community um, when it comes to, you know, getting out of their comfort zone or, you know, trying to make a difference or whatever kind of comes to yeah. mind um, that, that you can share that's really you know, going to inspire them to, 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 to be awesome at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, so one of the things, you know, starting a business that I always think is you can't be scared to ask for help. I love that. You know, because love that. bottom line, a lot of people who have that entrepreneurial mindset, they tend to be very proud. Yeah. And, and, and they, they tend to have a little bit more of, I don't want to say ego, but they tend to be a little more proud and a little hesitant to ask for help. But I learned very quickly that the, the more you ask for help and you find people that are willing to help you, it's going to make your your path easier. Yes. It's just it's going to make everything yes. easier because you're going to talk to people who have been there. So, you know, when I started my business, that was the first thing I did. Is I started to reach out to my dad who owned a plumbing company. I talked to other people who owned uh, trades companies. I reached out and got mentors in the trades that that had built businesses to where I wanted to go. Right. Um, and I started asking for help. And um, and honestly, that's what you need to do. And I tell the uh, same thing. If you if if anybody out there is wanting to start a plumbing company right now, give me a call. You know, give me a call. I'm I'm, I'm like I said, we make the trades better. It's going to make everybody better. Right. So I I don't have any problem helping people try to get off on the right way. Um, like I said, I'm not a coach. I'm not a person who's going to tell you what to do. But I will give you my experiences. And if my experiences can help your experience be a little easier, then that's ultimately the goal. And that's what I'm all about. And, and that's what Fluent Hustle has continued to grow into is like, you know, we want to share the experiences. We want to have individuals that can be like-minded, that can be, you know, within reach, attainable. Like you say, hey, give me a call. It's, you know, you're, you're not, you know, too big of, of, of a personality or an individual or a company that people can't reach out to you and, and be proactive in that. Uh, but you know, I, I think it's important that in order for us all to become better business entrepreneurs and you know people of growth in general, is we have to listen to one another and we have to say, you know what, what you're doing is not practical to me, but what you're doing I can learn from and I, I can understand where that experience has come from. And it might be five years down the road, I might say, you know what, I remember Levi talking about that, and yeah. now it resonates to me today. Exactly. Um, and it's just about learning from other people. And I know that you had mentioned that to me about a week and a half or so ago. Was like, you know, you love getting involved with people in your industry, whether they're near and far, because you want to learn from them. You want to say, hey, you know, what were you doing in these particular time, troubling times and challenges that was going on and how did you overcome that and how did you get out of that? Yep. Um, so when you told me about that, you know, I, I, I really appreciate where you're coming from because that's how I am as well. Yeah, definitely. So, And like I said, you know, if, if any industry you're in, if you find that person that you want, that that company or that business that you want to get to, you know everybody's always going to have a, a benchmark that they want to reach. Yeah. And so find find a company that that's in an area where you want to get to, and call them and ask them for help. Like I said, some may say no, yeah. and some may say yes. But that's all. The yes and no's are all part of life. That's good. But you got to keep asking. You got to keep asking for that help because the more help you get, like I said, the easier your journey is going to be. And I see it happen a lot of times. You know, um, you know, to be humble to say, "Hey, I need help," yep. is is one of the best things to do because I think the human nature wants to help out the other human, yep. right? They want to help out society. They want to make a difference. And if they see you struggling, 
and you're neglecting that help, they don't want to help you, right? But if you come up and say, hey, you know what? I do need the help, and I'm, you know, I'm gonna put my pride to the side, and I'm not gonna have an ego about it. Like, can you, can you coach me? Can you give me some, you know, some, 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 some talking word tracks to get me to the next level, or can you just tell me whether I'm going in the right direction or not? And you might say, hey, you know what? You need to get beat up. You need to get your teeth kicked in, and this can be part of the journey. Like, you're not doing anything right. You're not doing anything wrong. Yep. That's just the way the, the cookie's gonna crumble. Okay. Um, and keep on persevering overall. Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, so. Um, what, what what comes to mind are some other things you want to kind of you know mention to the audience and bring up um, that that we haven't had a chance to discuss and not to put you onto the uh, you know hot spot but is there anything that, that we haven't had a chance to touch base with you know I just really want to um, talk about our high five cares a little bit um, okay you know we, we really are putting a lot of effort into this we we want to get out and make a difference um, you know so um, anybody who um, can get on Facebook go to our page uh, every month we're gonna post the charity of the month. Um, and, and every single one of these charities can use more help than what we're giving them. Sure. Um, so if anybody really can, you know, jump on there, like their page. Even if you can't donate, if you can't help them out, share their page, like their page because it's giving them exposure. Yes. And, and you know, the more and more we're doing this and, you know, we go and visit these facilities and see how they're working and, and you see that they're doing the same things we are. Just in a different industry, yeah. different different world. Yeah. But they're 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 all ultimately trying to do the same thing. So if you guys can go go and like uh, you know go to our Facebook page, we'll have their links up on our pages. You can go like their page, help them get some visibility. We do a different uh, recipient every month, um, and so it's it's really a good program that we're trying to get out to help gain them exposure as as well as make a difference. So um, we're really excited about the High Five Cares. We really really think that um, it can make a huge difference, and so we just want everybody to. to Kind of follow us, see if you can't help these 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 uh, charities and these organizations as well. Awesome, and we'll definitely make sure we do our part to, to like, share, and comment as best as possible. Because, like I say, you know, I can't always cut a check personally. Our company can't always cut a check, exactly. but we can at least provide exposure and find those right individuals who can say, "Hey, you know, I wasn't aware of what High Five Cares is doing um, for this particular organization," and you know, it, it might it might just be that perfect storm of, of you know sharing that and other people just you know finding, "Hey, you know, there's a little bit more exposure." And I think that's what we all need overall, just getting the right exposure at the right time on a frequent basis um, at the end of the day. Um, so, Jackie, over at the Comazine Champa, she had uh, on Instagram, uh, I think it was yesterday, had asked me if you'd be willing to come in um, and, and, and speak to our co-starter program. So the co-starter program is a nine-week entrepreneurship uh, accelerator course um, that goes, every week goes through a particular topic about you know, getting to know yourself, getting to know your customer, marketing, finance. Um, you know, putting together a, uh, we, we call it a, a canvas, which is like a business plan. Yep. Um, so every week we bring in a guest speaker of this program. I am a facilitator of the program, um, and Jack had asked if you'd be willing to come in in the future to become a guest speaker, uh, to speak about your experiences and, you know, your journey, just very much you did with the, you know, the full hustle community. Um, so I'm asking you live on Facebook right now if, if you would accept that, uh, that offer to of, come on. Of course. Like I said, anytime I have the chance to pass on knowledge, um, that's one thing you can't take with you. You can't take knowledge. You can't yeah. take anything with you. So why not pass it on? So any any chance I have to pass on my knowledge, I will. So Beautiful. definitely. Awesome. There's actually a, a student um, in, the, in, in the cohort that I'm working with right now that's facilitating that he wants to open up a, uh, a fire protection business. So he's installing sprinklers and stuff like that. Um, and I'm not going to disclose his name uh, just for the respect of what he has going on, but I would love him to get in touch with you and, and, and understand you know what he could be doing to... You know, uh, get to the next level and help himself out. Definitely. Anytime I can help. Awesome. Well, again, thank you very much for coming on the yep. show. A handshake and a high five. <laughs> uh, again, Ira Comer here, the founder of Fluent Hustle. We are here live, Facebook Live, with Levi Torres. 
the CEO of High Five Plumbing. Uh, this is a phenomenal interview. We had an opportunity to just sit back and listen. And I'm looking forward to continue to work with you and talk shop uh, coming ahead. But if you can just please, please, please help Levi get where he needs to be for High Five Plumbing and also High Five Cares by liking, sharing, commenting. Uh, we'll be following back up on a couple of posts here in the future. Thank you very much for everything. So hopefully you had an opportunity to you know, be empowered, this opportunity to promote Levi and what he's doing with his business and hopefully his words are also inspiring you because we believe that the more you can learn through experiences of other people like Levi and myself and our audience, or I'm sorry, the subjects we have for our audience, the better you'll become a business owner, entrepreneur overall. Have a wonderful day, guys. Thank you. Thank you.